Good morning again to all of you here on site and all those who are online. I want to thank your pastors for giving me this opportunity to share with you on this special occasion. Yeah, such an honor. Thank you very much for having me, Pastor Reverend Dr. David Ramaya. Well, the last time I knew him, that was so long ago. It was Pastor David. Now it's Reverend Dr. David Ramaya. I saw Dr. Dale. I don't know where I saw. Okay, yeah. So shy. And Pastor, last time I knew her was Elizabeth Lifan. I don't know which one she prefer. Lifan, yeah. And it's such a joy to see her whole family and the grandchildren, the children and the grandchildren and the in-laws uh, all worshipping together. You have done great. I remember a long time ago, Long, long time. I can't remember his message, your pastor's message, but I remember one thing he shared. He was traveling overseas and uh, he had a visitation from the not-so-nice kind. And uh, I don't know whether he told you all this story. And this spirit tells him, you can teach the church anything, but do not teach them to worship. I remember that. And he offered, Obviously, he has not listened to that advice because the worship here is beautiful. The presence of God is wonderful. Praise the Lord. Let's just commit this time. Let's just center ourselves to the Lord again. Father, we want to thank you for this time where we can gather together as a family in this place and online to worship you, to fellowship with you, and to fellowship with one another. Lord, we welcome the Holy Spirit in our midst. Lord, we welcome the Holy Spirit to do whatever He deems fit, God. We yield our spirit, our soul, and our body, and we say, come, Holy Spirit. Come and rest upon each and every one of us, both here and at home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's been said today is Mother's Day. Those of you who are single, those of you who are married without children, or even if you are a man, do not think that today is not relevant to you. Please don't tune out, okay? Stay with me and let's enjoy God's Word together. Some of us are mothers. Some of us are grandmothers. And all of us have mothers. Yeah, all of us have mothers. And so this message is relevant to each and every one of us, okay? Male, female, whether you're a mother or not a mother. You know, mothers and fathers have a very, very special place in God's heart. So special that out of His Ten Commandments, in the fifth, He has one concerning fathers and mothers. It is found in the fifth commandment. Apostle Paul quoted it and said it this way in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. He says, Honour your father and mother. Which is the first commandment. Sometimes I wonder, where did Mother's Day come from? Maybe from this commandment or Father's Day. Because there's honour your father and mother. Sometimes in the world, you know, they, they create and churn up a lot of things. And you wonder where it comes from. But the Bible says, honour your father and mother. Which is the first command, commandment with promise. That it may be well with you. That you may live long in the land. This is the first commandment ever that came with a 
promise. Many years ago in my church, during Father's Day, there was a tech preaching. The four fathers did preaching. You know, they were all very scared. So they take small, small segments. Each one preached a little bit. So they were doing tech preaching. And one of the fathers said this, and I remember it. He said, we are commanded to honour our father and our mother, whether or not they deserve it. Sometimes they think, you, you know, as children, they don't deserve it. We don't honour them. We speak ill of them. When I was a very young believer in my teens, I told the Lord this, I will never forgive my father. Without missing a heartbeat, I heard the Lord say, if I forgive him, who are you not to forgive him? I really, God, are you greater than me? You know? Immediately, I said, God, yes, I forgive. I let go of the unforgiveness and I learned to honour my father. Forgiveness opened the door for me to let go of my resentment and my bitterness and opened the door for me to honour him. Similarly, we are commanded to honour our mothers. Whether we feel like it or not, whether we think they deserve it or not, we are to honour our mothers. As mothers, as mothers, grandmothers seldom do these things, but as mothers, we are aware that sometimes, if not many times, we hurt our children with our careless words. You stupid. You naughty. Go there. You know, we hurt them with our careless words and actions. We do things that provoke them to anger. And as children, we react to our mother's endless nagging, the discipline. We rebel and we hurt them back with our actions in return. I've been there, I've done that. I've been on both sides of the divide. I've been a daughter and I've done that. My mother says something, roll my eyes, you know. Yeah. Or now and as a mother, my children say, Mom! I've been both sides. I know. God did not command the children of Israel to honour their father and mother when they feel like it or when their mothers and fathers are good or they deserve it. They are commanded, we are commanded to honour our fathers and our mothers, period, full stop. To honour means to regard with great respect. To regard them with great respect. This is especially so and, and to honour your mother, not just today, you know, sometimes we think, oh, Mother's Day, once a year, we honour, we give them flowers, we buy them cake, yeah, and we take them out for a meal and that's it. And the next, mom, wait for the next Mother Day, you know. No, it means every day. Every day. This is especially so, let me tell you, especially so when your mother grows older. When she gets slower, when becomes hard of hearing <laughs> and gets forgetful, we have to repeat ourselves many times. I told you already, I told you how many times. I didn't hear. I forget. Your mothers grow old, we grow old, you know. Be patient with them as they were patient with you when you were little. 
when you fumble and you, the mother teach you, don't know, I forget. They were patient with you. Now the cycle is the other way around. Be patient. Honor them. Respect them. Now this is not my message for today. It is just something I felt that I wanted to say because I know from experience every Mother's Day or Father's Day there is a potpourri of emotions. Just this morning, you know, I received some texts from some ladies. A potpourri of emotions when it comes to Mother's Day or Father's Day. The good, the bad, the sweet, the bitter, the spicy, and all comes in a package. You know, years ago in our church, there are some ladies because they were so disappointed that they, they, they have no children. When they come Mother's Day, they won't come to church because it's too painful for them. It's too painful for them because they're constantly reminded that day to have not children. So in every celebration, even in Christmas or, or whatever, there's always the good, the bad, the sweet, the bitter and the spicy. It all comes in a package. But today, the title of my message is Relentless Love. If you have my PowerPoint, can you just... Is there already? Okay, I don't see it in the monitor there. Okay, Relentless Love. It is a story taken from 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 to 26, about two mothers. Let's read it together. I've got the verses up there. And would you like to join me and read together? Yeah, so we have the message in context. Verse 16. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house and I gave birth while I, she was in the house. Then it happened, the third day after I had given birth, that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was in, with us in the house, except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night, because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side. While your maidservant slept and laid him in my and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No. But the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. And the king said, The one says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. As the story goes, there were two women who were harlots, meaning they were prostitutes. 
Yeah, they were prostitutes. Somehow, I don't think prostitutes want to get pregnant, but somehow these two prostitutes got pregnant and they gave birth, each of them, to a son. Let's call them A and B for easy reference. One night, B's baby died. And according to the narration, she slept on the baby. Probably then the baby died from suffocation or perhaps the baby died from caught death. Have you heard of caught death? Yeah. When I was a young mother, I was 23 when I had my first child. When I was a young mother, I read of caught death, a syndrome where a baby just stops breathing and die. I was very worried. Why would this happen to my baby? And so in the middle of the night, I would be checking, you know, checking the baby, still breathing or not, see the chest, still rising or not, touch, breathing. But sometimes babies sleep, I'm like, just go and check, just keep checking, you know. In the middle of the night, if my baby was still breathing, how many mothers have done that? Yeah, so worried, right? I'm not alone. In the middle of the night, while Mother A was sleeping, Mother B came and took A's baby away and put her own dead son next to A. When Mother A woke up in the morning and, found, and wanted to breastfeed her son, she found him dead. Upon examination, she realized the dead baby was not hers, but B's. Obviously, she went ballistic and demanded B to return her son to her. And that's when the dispute began, each claiming the live child as hers. A son, A son, was stolen from her in the middle of the night. We read that in verse 20. The thief comes in the middle of the night while we are not watching, while we are sleeping, while we let our guard down, while we are complacent and think that all is well. She came in the middle of the night when Mother A was sleeping and stole the son from Mother A. The thief comes in many forms. The deceitfulness of the world. You look at the youths today, even those who grow up from church, they have been deceived from different worldviews that is out in the world. A lot of young believers, maybe it's not in this church, but in my church, now they say they are an agnostic theist. They believe in God. But which God? The, they believe that the Bible is some true, some not true. Because of all the worldviews that are out there, that come and steal them of their faith. The worldviews are very antichrist out there. It can be stolen by permissiveness because of all the media that we are bombarded. You don't have to go to cinemas. You don't have to go anywhere. It comes into your very room, into your very handphone. The permissiveness, wrong company, bad habits, addictions, sicknesses, mental illness. Do you know that recently you read how many young people, young people, depression, panic attacks, 
mental illness, demonic oppression. The Bible tells us the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mothers and fathers of the house here, there are times when we may experience our child or our children being stolen from us. Stolen from us. Just as be, come and steal. Mother's a baby. As mothers, we have so many wonderful plans and dreams for our children. Don't we? How we plan. We never plan for them to, to become an addict or you know, become a bum or whatever. We have wonderful plans and dreams for them. But things happen. And we were left with shattered dreams, broken hearts, pain. You know, when Mary presented baby Jesus to the Lord at the temple, Simeon prophesied that a sword will pierce her heart, will pierce her soul. I'm sure Mary's heart was pierced many times while Jesus was growing up, while Jesus was about his ministry. Her son, you know, that she raised up, called the devil. Yeah, they call him the devil, Belzebub. Huh? Persecuted by the religious leader. Falsely accused. Life threatened many times. Finally, she saw him hanging on the cross, beaten to a pulp. Well, she can't do anything. You know, as mothers, when you see your baby very sick, you say, I wish I can take the sickness. When you see your baby in pain, I wish I can take the pain. But Mary watching and looking at Jesus in pain, dying, couldn't do anything as a mother. How pierced is her heart as a mother, crushed and broken. Many times, the heart of mothers, the heart of mothers has been pierced because of things that happen to their children. I, myself, have experienced the piercing so many times as a mother. I believe a lot of mothers here have her own share of being pierced. Today, we can learn from Mother A. She did not give in to the cruel twist of events in her life, nor did she give up her son to the thief. She fought relentlessly to have her child return back to her. A mother's love is relentless. That's why I named my message today, Relentless Love. A mother will fight for her children. I cannot speak for all mothers here, but I can speak for myself. There was a time I have to fight for one of my children. I am not at liberty to give you all the details, but suffice for you to know I leave nothing to chance. I got my friends, local and overseas, to cover us in prayer. I knocked on different doors for help and assistance. I did all that's within my power and ability to do. I was relentless and would not give up. And I praised the Lord for His intervention. He worked things out for us. He worked things out for us. That's the heart of a mother. You won't just let the thief take lah, take lah, take lah. No, no, thief come and steal. Take, 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 take. Even a snatch thief, you will fight back, right? What more your child? You won't let the thief come and steal your child from you. You will do all you can to grab hold and if cannot, you go back and pursue and take back. Yeah? 
I believe Mother A tried always and all means to get her son back. She would have asked for help from the neighbors. You know, you know, I give birth, right? You know, this is my son. She would have gone to all the neighbors, the friends, whomever she can find, but no one could help her. She did not give up. She was relentless in her efforts and to get back her son. Her love for her son fired her and she pursued all the way, all the way to the highest authority in that land. She went to the king. We must realize her profession. The Bible says she's a harlot. She's a prostitute. Her status in society. Not a woman of high standing, not a dati no la puansri, you know. Do you think it's easy for her to get to see the king? Even for us today, you think, I'm going to see you. I'm going to want to see you. You know, it's almost impossible. But her relentless love for her son caused her to press on and not give up. And she go on, no matter how many obstacles, how many people she go, how many doors she knock on, she pressed on. I can so relate with her. Nothing could stop her. She just kept on knocking upon every door. Knocking and knocking and knocking until the palace door opened for her. Her relentless love bore fruit and she stood before the king. In spite of all her pain, her heartaches, her discouragement, suffering, she got an audience with the king, King Solomon. Wow. She stood before him and appealed for the king. Appealed for her child to be returned to her. I was also reminded of another mother in the New Testament. Mother A lost her child to a thief. This woman in the New Testament lost her daughter to demons. Matthew recorded that her daughter was severely demon-possessed. This mother went to Jesus and appealed for help. Jesus told her that he can't take what belongs to the children of Israel and give them to the dogs. Indirectly referring to her as a dog because she's a Greek woman, not a Jew. Side note here, Actually, if you knew Jesus, he never questioned who he healed, right? He never, you know, interview first, check. You're a Jew, check. Uh, you're a Pharisee, check. You're what, check. Which tribe are you in, check. No, Jesus never. Anyone and everyone that comes to him, he healed. So why is it that he was prejudiced against this? No, I believe this was written to show us how persistent this mother is, was, Yeah. When even referred to as a dog, this mother. Can you make somebody call you a dog? What you, what you do? Huh? But this mother, even though when she was referred to a dog, all she replied is, even dogs get the crumbs. Even dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. The relentless love of this mother to see her daughter well, that she put aside the seemingly insult for being called a dog and the rejection she pressed on. Jesus, even dogs get the crumbs. She put aside her dignity and her pride. She humbled herself and she pressed in. Jesus marveled at her faith. And her daughter was healed, the Bible tells us, that very instant. 
Mothers, may I encourage you today to not be discouraged if things in your family are not going well. If your children are not in the place that you have dreamed for them to be. They are not the person that you know they are called to be. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Be persistent and keep your children in prayer. There is a king to whom we can appeal to for help in the time of need. A righteous, wise, loving and gracious king. The Bible says, one who is greater than Solomon. The king of all kings. I want to repeat. We have one who is greater than Solomon, whom we can appeal to, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Mother A appealed to Solomon, and she got her son back. We have one greater than Solomon. We have one greater than the Sultan. We have one greater than the Agong. We have one greater, and his name is Jesus. Be persistent like Mother A or the Greek mother whose daughter was severely demon-possessed. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy steal your children from you in whatever way. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many doors you have to knock on, no matter how many prayers you have to pray, no matter how broken or how discouraged you may be, don't give up. Keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. The door to God's presence and throne is already open for us through our Lord Jesus Christ. He promised that when we call, He will answer. And not just answer for what we ask for, far above all we can ask or imagine. I stand here as a testimony. I fought for my child. I fought for my child. And the Lord intervened. The Lord intervened. Don't give up. We all know the ending of the story of Mother A. She got her son back. This story was told in the Bible to highlight Solomon's wisdom. Yeah? We know Solomon is supposed to be the wisest man. It was to highlight Solomon's wisdom, how he can solve this case, you know. Take a sword, divide the two. Then he'll find out who is the real mother. Yeah? But today we shine the light on the mother who never gave up to fight for the son who was stolen from her. Her relentless love got her son back to where he belonged, in her bosom, by her side, in her home. So may I appeal to all the spiritual mothers and the spiritual fathers here on and online, arise and fight for your sons and daughters. The youths in your church who may have left the faith or suffer mental illness or physical illness or whatever, Ways the enemy come to steal them. Fight for them. Let's fight for them to be set free. To become the person God has designed them to be. May we as mothers and fathers learn from these two mothers. Relentless. Relentless in our appeal to the one who is greater than Solomon. Greater than Solomon. I love the song, you know, just now it says, the one who, the, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of David, all the things that he would do for us. You know, Jesus told three parables in the Bible, in the gospel, 
to show how relentless he is in his love. He told a parable about the lost coin. How, you know, the, you lost the coin, you will search, 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 because it's precious. You, you sweep, 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 you look under everything, relentlessly looking for that coin. He told a parable about the lost ship, leaving the 99 and going after the one that is lost. He told a parable about the lost son, all these parables, three parables, talk about his relentless, he will never give up. He will never give up on the one that is lost. He will pursue until they are returned back to him. His relentless love will go and pursue and find them and restore them back to where they belong. And Jesus referred himself as a hand. Imagine he referred to himself as a hand that gathers the chicks under her wings. This is found in Matthew 23, 37, Luke 13, 34. Jesus referred to himself as Mother Hannah. Pastor David, Mother Hannah. A mother's love is relentless to go and get back the children. But I want to tell you today, Jesus' love for us is relentless times infinity. You cannot say the length, the breadth, the depth, the width of God's love. His love for us, relentless times infinity. The human race has been stolen by the devil through lies and deception. God in His acts of love, He set in motion His plan of redemption. Relentlessly pursuing the people that He loves. No matter how much and how often we fail Him, or disappoint him. His relentless love caused him to do the ultimate sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. He sent his son down from heaven to die on our behalf. Not enough. Earlier, he sent prophets. He do a lot of things. He raised up a nation. He do a lot of things. But finally, his final act was to send the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Why? We are all so naughty. Yeah, we're all so naughty. We hurt Him. We grieve Him. We're so rebellious. But because He loved us relentlessly, they kill one prophet, He raised up another. They kill one apostle, He raised up another. He keeps sending. He keeps sending. And even until now, He keeps raising up. He keeps raising up different people. So that because why? The, he still wants to bring back all those enemies who have stolen. He wants to bring them back into His house. When King Solomon suggested that he kill and divide the living baby between Mother A and B, the love of Mother A stopped him from killing that child. She was willing to sacrifice so that her child will live. In the same but in a far, cannot count greater way, God our Father gave up Jesus. Gave up Jesus for us so that we may live. That's how relentless His love for us is. He never gives up on us. He never gives up on you. Whether you're a mother here today, or you're a father here, or you're just a son, or you're a daughter, God's love for you, God's love for me is relentless. Even though I may fail Him again and again, He will never give up on me. He said, I will never forsake you. I'll never leave you. I will be with you always. He will restore us. He will come and help us. Today, you may have grown up in a Christian family. 
and has been in church the most part of your life. Yet, you do not know Jesus' relentless love for you. You have not tasted that. You won't know until you open your heart. You won't know until you open your heart to receive His gift of love. He said, taste and see and know that the Lord is good. I tell you what, yo, what's your name again? Ah? Juanita. Juanita? Juanita. Okay, Juanita. This is so good. Mwah. You just must eat it, you look. It is so good. But you have to taste it, right? You have to taste it and know that it is good. Taste and see and know that the Lord is good. If you have just been attending church and have not tasted the goodness of God, perhaps you have not opened your heart and said, Come, Lord. Come and be my God. I want to live with you. I want to walk with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you. I want to taste you. May I encourage you today. Open your heart and invite Him in. Allow Him to love on you. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you relentlessly. He did not love us because we are good. No, none of us are good. None of us are perfect. He loved us while we were still sinners. He still loved us because we still sin. I don't know about you. Maybe you all don't sin anymore. But I do. I do. But He still loved me. He didn't say, Irina, you will kick you out of my house. No. Well, he will discipline me just like a mother will discipline a child. But He never gives up on me. He loves us relentlessly. He never gives up on us. If the devil will come and tell you there's no hope for you, God don't love you anymore, ask Him to shut up. Because that's not true. That's a lie. That's a lie. God loves us relentlessly. He will never give up on us. If that's you, if that's you, if that's you here today, you have not tasted of that love of God, that relentless love of God. You want to taste the goodness of God. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. We can all pray together. Lah, huh? Okay. Jesus, thank you for your relentless love for me to the point of dying for my sin. I admit that I am lost in my sin. And I want to know and experience your relentless love in my life. No one has ever loved me to the extent to be willing to die for me. I cannot comprehend such love. But I want to open my heart to receive it. So Jesus, please come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. And help me fight life's battle. Thank you for fighting for me and for forgiveness of my sin. I want to commit my life to you from this day forward. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer, please do let the leaders of this church know that and then they will connect with you. Then they will connect with you. Those who are online, if you have prayed this prayer, connect with the leaders of the church. 
they will connect with you and help you in this exciting journey of tasting and knowing the relentless love of God. Right now, I'd like to pray for the mothers who are here with us, who are also online. Would you just raise your hand to the Lord? Mothers who are here, mothers who are online, just raise your hand to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for all the mothers in our midst and those who are online. Both are birth mothers and are spiritual mothers. Lord, for all the love and the care they have showered upon the family, the prayers that they have prayed, the tears they have shed, the pain and the burdens they have carried in their heart. Father, we ask that you bless them abundantly. Reward them for their labour of love. Father, today I ask that you will heal every broken heart. Strengthen and refresh their tired bodies. Bless them with good health. Grant them the desires of their heart. Lord, I want to pray for the sons and daughters from this church that may have been stolen by the enemy in different ways. We ask God that you will seek them out and you will draw them back to the fold. Father, cause them to hear your voice calling out to them. Let every chain that holds them be broken. Every chain that holds them captive be broken. And every veil cast over their heart and mind be removed in the name of Jesus. Lord, as your word says, we will not hold our peace. We will not keep silent as mothers and fathers in this house. We will not give you rest until you establish our children a praise in the earth. Lord, we know you love them even more than we ever could. You will pursue them relentlessly. You will watch over them. We thank you, Father God. Let your blessing rest and remain upon every member of this house, not only the mothers, but every member of this house from the youngest to the oldest, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. I pass this time back to your pastor.